Okay, so today's daf is daf Lamed Vav in Yavamas, as we learned for four Shlem Fiyosa, Israel Ben Chaim Michal, and for Elosa Ben Ruma. And today, of course, we learn for Elias Neshama, for Eli Landau, Shmuel Elia Ben Tzvi Halevi, who used to learn with us just over two years ago. He was sitting right here in our base Medrash, and he was one of the first people who were who was nifter from the uh, from the pandemic. <clears throat> now, yesterday we got down to Amr Abu Lazar, about halfway down on the page on the Flam and Bava Rav. Amr Abu Lazar. What happens is uh, if he does chalitza or, or bia on a woman who's mu'uberis? What happened? <clears throat> the husband died, Reuben died, and Shimon didn't wait long enough. And he performed either chalitza or yibum on Leah. Then it turned out she was pregnant. So we had a machlokas in the Gemara between Rabbi Yochanan. So we said, look, if, if it turns out that there is a child, so of course he has to divorce her because there's no mitzvah. If there is no child, Misha said that um, uh, if the Vlad is a Ben Karama, so first of all, if he did Chalitza, if he did Chalitza then, and she had a child, so the Chalitza is meaningless, right? That doesn't do anything. But let's say he married her. He, he, had, he consummated with, with Leah. And she had a baby. If the Vlad is 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 a baby, is a veiled baby, he has to divorce her. And Chayav carbon because he slept with a woman he wasn't supposed to sleep with. If the Vlad doesn't doesn't uh, doesn't survive, then he can marry her. That's what we said in the mission. He can marry her now. According to Rabbi Yochanan, he's already married to her because the bia that he did on the pregnant woman counts. Either the bia or the chalitza counts. According to the bia the chalitza on the pregnant woman doesn't count. It doesn't count until she's actually without a child, right? Until if if she indeed has a child at the end of the day, so then uh, at that point she, she the child potters up the leia, and if she had a tsar, potters him up from any obligation for yibma chalitza. And if the child is not uh, does not viable, the child does not survive. According to Rishlakish, she needed a new yibum or a new chalitza. We said if we question came up yesterday, Marsh asked if he did chalitza and then it turns out the baby died, can you do even subsequently? Probably not, because once once you rejected her, then you probably can't marry her afterwards, even though you say, according to Shlokish, that the rejection doesn't count, the chalitza doesn't count. According to Yochanan, the chalitza and the ibum is a good more chalitza. In other words, it's it's valid even on the pregnant woman. Okay, so we had this machlokis and we said we were going to see that we passed like Rishlokish over here that the yibum chalitza on a pregnant woman doesn't count. So if you did yibum and it was, she was pregnant and then turned out the baby wasn't viable, so you really could have done yibum, but you shouldn't have done it while she was pregnant, it doesn't count. You have to do yibum again. If you did chalitza, you got to do chalitza again. Amr of Lazar. So we have smack in the middle of the page. Amr Lazar. F. Shalakish. It's possible that there is a Mishnah uh, that confirms Rishlakish's opinion below Tananla Maslisa. Is it possible that Rishlakish is correct? That a yibum or chalitza done on a pregnant woman, regardless of whether the baby's going to survive or not, it doesn't count. It doesn't doesn't have any meaning. Is that possible? Uh, is it possible that 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 we find that Rishlakish's memra that he holds is not listed in any Mishnah Thomas Thiessen? It's not in a Mishnah. Let's look. Let's look if we can find confirmation from a permission. Nafak he went out. Doc he checked. Dashkech he found the Tanan. We have a mission later says like this. Let's tell you this happened. Um, Ruvain, Ruvain had two wives, Leah and Sarah. Sarah the Tsara. Okay. 
and there were no children. And Reuven went overseas with his wife, with Sara, the Tzara, left Leah at home. Not a good feeling, right, for Leah. Then word came back, years later, whenever it came back, not even not now, years later, word came back, he died. We got a telegram, he died. Okay. So they came and told him, not a telegram, Adam came and said, Mace, your husband died. What's her situation right now? Leah's situation. Couldn't she just remarry? Let's say there's a brother Shimon at home also, right? Can you do Yibam? Maybe Sarah had a child, right? They were away for a while, right? Maybe they had a child. Sure. Now, he, he, the assumption is, is that even though they went away for a long time, had they had a child, he died and he died with no children. There were no children. If there were children, then they would have told him then she could get remarried right away, right? She's supposed to marry the show. But they came and they told him that, um, no, he died and there were no children at the time, right? There were no children. So what does he say here? She should never get remarried. She shouldn't marry. She shouldn't make him. She couldn't marry the shuk. She couldn't marry somebody in the street. She shouldn't make even until she finds out. He died right now with no children, but maybe maybe Sora, who's with him, went with him to Vegas five, ten years ago. Maybe she's pregnant now. Maybe he died now, but she's still pregnant. Now, what's the deal? What's the deal? So Bishlama, let's understand this. If she no, let's assume that wherever time they were away, the word came back that he died and he had left no children. That's what they weighed him came back. He died and left no what children. What time frame are we talking? Uh, we, uh, any time frame. Any well, time frame. No, in, in other words, more than nine months. Again. What's the question? No, 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 no. Okay, okay. Wait, 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 wait. That's good. That's what we're going to deal with right now. At the at this point in time. How, how long is it since they left, since the couple left? A long time, five, 10 years. It doesn't make any difference. But the word came back that he's, that he's dead. Now, Rumi's asking, good. What time frame are we seeing? So he says, she should never get married forever. That's what Mara's asking now. That's what Mara seems to say. She should never get married, either to the Shuk or shouldn't form Yibo to Shimon, the brother who was around. Maybe the, maybe the Tzara is, is pregnant right now. Now, if there was... If, if you knew for sure that, that there were no children and she's not pregnant, then what would you say? She has to do even to Shimon, even more chalitza. And if there was for a child, then she's free to marry if there was a child. But at this point, he died with no children and we don't know her status. We don't know. So it says, that's what he's asking. Why would this do chalitza? Uh, 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 uh. Okay, we'll see. So we'll see. We'll talk about that. So Shemum but let's assume she doesn't want to get, she doesn't want to be forbidden to marry a coin, right? If it gets chalitza, she can't marry a coin, Midorabonan. So she doesn't want to just do chalitza. Also, also, that's a good question. If you do chalitza, we're going to discuss this indeed, the more I going to ask it, but just to get, answer your question, if, if Sarah is pregnant at the time, he died and he left her pregnant, right? Left her pregnant overseas. If you do chalitza, so and the other one's pregnant, it doesn't count according to her shlakish. Okay, so the is not a Okay, so what can she, so she can't get married. She can't. She has a baby and she goes No, 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 okay, well, she doesn't have a baby. Sarah is overseas. We know she's in Vegas now with no communications, no, no cell phone. We don't know. We don't know what her situation is. All we know is, listen, listen, all we know is that he died with no children and we don't know whether Sarah is pregnant or not. 
So the so it says over there apparently she shouldn't get married to anybody and she shouldn't bring until she knows finds out whether she's pregnant or not. So the Gemara asks these questions. Let's see what the Gemara asks to see if your questions answer. I understand why she can't make even right now to Shimon. Why Shema Yevlad Ben Kayama? Maybe Sarah will have a child. Maybe she's pregnant. Maybe she'll have a child. And if there's a child, what's the deal? Eishasach, you can't have Yibum, right? That means that the brother died, Reuben died with children. And you can't have Yibum. In fact, it's Eishasach, it's Karas. Maybe she's I could... free. She's finished. She'd go to maybe, maybe. If she had a baby, she'd right, But you can't go, you can't. We're talking about, look, 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 word at a time. Why can't you do Yibum? Bishlam Yibum, Yibum, Lo, if she marries Shimon when her brother, when the brother Ruben, when the brother Ruben uh, had a baby, right? That's Eishasach. Doraisa, which is in the Doraisa. There was a baby. She can't marry Shimon. Ella lo tachlo. Here's your question. Why do you say she shouldn't do chalitza? Why shouldn't she do chalitza? Like, you're not sure what the story is. There, do chalitza. Ella tachlo. amai. Why not do chalitza? Which is what you asked. Bishlam tachlots betoch. Rashi goes through Holorichos to explain why this is the correct year. So let's say she shouldn't do chalitza in the middle of the nine months. Why can't she do chalitza right away? That's your question. Do chalitza and she's free to marry. She shouldn't get do chalitza immediately, meaning within nine months of the time that he died. We're only the clock is only ticking. That's maybe what Roman was asking. The clock is ticking now. Once she heard that he died, they have him that he died. Let's say that he died on Rosh Chodesh Nisan. So you know when he died. Okay, so now you start counting nine months from there, right? So you say, I understand why you can't do chalitza in the middle of that nine months and get married then. Hainu Suffolk, that's we're not sure. What does that mean, Hainu Suffolk? Rashi says a little bit below where we are now, the Hainu Suffolk, Shemye Vlad Sarosa Ben Karam. And maybe he will, maybe he will be a Ben Karam, maybe he will survive. Elavlad, as we said before, everybody holds, even Rabbi Yochanan holds, if the baby is viable and survives, the homachlokas was if you have on a baby that doesn't survive, on a pregnancy where the child doesn't live. That was the machlokas. Rabbi Yochanan says it's still a good birchalitza. Shlokish says it's not. But everybody agrees that the child is going to be viable, that the birchalitza doesn't help. The chalitza doesn't help there either. So I understand why you can't do chalitza in the middle of nine months. Why can't do chalitza? Because chalitza on a situation where either her or her co-wife has a viable baby doesn't work. And that's what Rashi says. That's the suffix, right? Hainu suffix, shemi evlad sarasa ben kayama ben diva chalitza poteras. El evlad, evlad, bavlad and apotav What potters her from yibam or chalitza when the child is born? And the child's not born yet. So in the middle of the, from the time that he died, for nine months, she has to be concerned that maybe the Sarah is pregnant. Maybe she's going to have a child. And you can't do chalitza or bia now, even according to Biochran, it doesn't help while the woman is pregnant with a viable child. We don't know if it's going to be viable, but it's possible it's going to be viable. And if it's viable, bia chalitza wouldn't help now until the child's born. So you got to wait the nine months. So I understand. I understand why she, why Leah over here back home should not do yibam. Right, Shantu Yibam, because maybe there'll be a child. And uh, I also understand why can't you do Chalitza? Okay, Chalitza, within the nine months, I understand that won't work. That's not going to work until the baby's born. Why can't you do this? Do Chalitza in the middle of the nine months, even now. 
And then she's free to marry after the nine months. Why? Why? If you say, according to Rabbi Yochanan, this is the proof to Rish Lakish. Rabbi Yochanan says, Rabbi Yochanan says that if you, you could do a, um, a chalitza or a, a chalitza on a, you could do chalitza um, on a pregnant woman and it works, and it works, and it works. Why does it work? If the baby's not going to survive, chalitza works according to Rabbi Yochanan. But here's the proof to Rish Lakish. Why? If, if you hold like Rabbi Yochanan, do the chalitza right away. As soon as you heard the news, do chalitza with Shimon and get married after nine months. Marav Why? Get married Marav Why? After nine months, there's either a baby or there's no baby, according to Rabbi Yochanan. If there's a baby, so the baby patrism, right? The baby is patrism. The chalitza could be meaningless, but they had a baby, so she can get married Lashuk. And if there is, if the baby doesn't survive, according to Rabbi Yochanan, then the chalitza is a good chalitza. So if you hold like Rabbi Yochanan, here's the proof to, to Rish Lakesh, because why does it say over there that she shouldn't get married and she shouldn't form Yibam? Yibam, I understand why she shouldn't make Yibam, because maybe there's going to be a baby. But why can't she do chalitza? Chalitza within nine months and getting married within nine months, that I understand you can't do. Why? Because the ba- if the baby survives, the baby doesn't potter them up until the baby's born, as we saw. So I understand why you can't, she can't marry. She can't for sure marry within nine months. That's for sure, right? She can't marry for nine months because maybe the, the her, her co-wife is pregnant, is going to have a baby. And if she has a baby, there's no yibam. And even if she does, and if she has a baby, um, and if she has a baby, and if, even if she doesn't have a baby, the, the baby is not viable. Uh, so you can't get married until after nine months because, because, Maybe there will be a baby. Maybe the baby will live, so you can't have much. And you can't, and the chalitza won't help the chalitza before nine months and getting married after nine months won't, because maybe there'll be a baby. And if there'll be a baby, the baby, the chalitza will not be good. The chalitza won't help until the baby's actually born. So I understand why you can't, but why can't you, so I understand why you can't get married within nine months under any circumstance. Maybe there is will be a baby and there's no yibam, or maybe there'll be a baby Maybe there'll be maybe there'll be a baby, and you can't get married if, if there's a baby. The chalitza even won't help within nine mu- months. So I'm saying, but why can't you do this? He says, Ella lo tachlitz am I bishul matachlitz betochdes betenas betochdes lo haynu suffik right Ella tachlitz betochdes. Let her give the chalitza in the middle of the nine months and get married after the nine months. Memonavshach right. That's what Rashi says. Now Rashi goes on to explain Ella tachlitz betochdes betenas lachdes memonavshach. If the ba- if if the sorra the the co-wife who went overseas is mapil right uh, in or if she's not pregnant at all so the chalitz is good according to Yochanan and if it's a vlabika yama so the baby's born now so the baby patches so why do you say you can't get married at all let her get chalitz in the middle of the nine months and get married after months right? and therefore you this this proves Rabbi Yochanan. Because according to Rabbi Yochanan, she should be able to get chalitza in the middle of the nine months. Why? Will that work? Well, it won't work if she has a baby, but wait till after the nine months to have the baby. <laughs> Since the time that he died. He, there's no way no way he could have impregnated her after he died. Right. When he died. Correct, correct, correct. Either we know, either the, the Adam came and said, your husband died. If they don't know the date, so count the nine months from today, from the day they reported it. If they know he died, six weeks ago, so count the six months from then. In those days, there was no way to impregnate a lady, a wife, after death. 
you know, today they take out the, they, the, the labs, they could do whatever they want today, right? But in those days they couldn't. So, so why can't you get married after marriage? So therefore it proves the Chorah, not like Rabbi Yochanan, because according to Rabbi Yochanan, you could do Chalitza in the middle of the nine months and get married after the nine months. Again, if the baby's going to survive. So after nine months, the baby had a baby. And if the baby's not going to survive, the Chalitza anyway was good, according to Rabbi Yochanan. So why didn't you do that? So, the, so therefore it's a proof to Rish Lakesh that what? That the Chalitza won't help in the middle of the nine months. The Chalitza won't help because Chalitza of Anmuberis doesn't help according to Rish Lakesh at all. Says the Gemara, okay, even according to Rish Lakesh, will tamech tichlitz fitanasilachatas. Okay, so let's assume, yeah, you prove according to Rabbi Yochanan, she could have gotten Chalitza in the middle of the nine months and get married after nine months. Well, even according to Rish Lakesh that says you can't do Chalitza on Anmuberis, why does it say you can't get married at all? Wait the whole nine months, you know? Take a break for nine months because you don't know what's going on. After nine months, she either wasn't pregnant, had a baby that wasn't viable, or had a baby that was viable. Anyway, after nine months, she's free to get married. She's free to get married, right? Right? She's free to get married. So, so uh, after chalitza, after nine months, you have chalitza. Maybe there's no baby at all, and there was never a baby, and you need yibam. But if she does chalitza after after nine months, if she does chalitza, according to everybody who works after nine months, because after nine months, there's no way that she could be pregnant. There's no way she could be pregnant. You know, there, there's, you know okay, so there's, there's no way, right? So from 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 Ruben, right, from her husband, right, right. Yeah, that's true. But if it's not from Ruben, then there's not a problem with Yibam anyway. There's a different problem. You have a mom, so if it's not related, not related to, to Ruben. Yeah. All right, right. Yibam, there would still be. So to make tichlitz with us, just do, wait till the whole nine months, do chalitza then, and then do Yibam. What's the problem? Elabamina, you can't ask you proof from over there. Why? Dabai Barav and Barav Chinrabav, I guess they were brothers. They both say, Shemi Vlad Ben Karim. You know what the problem over there is? The reason why we say over there that you shouldn't do chalitza is why? Because we're afraid maybe she will have a child. Here's the problem. It's possible she'll have a child. What's the concern over there? You can't prove anything from over there. Over there, the reason you don't do chalitza is because we're afraid if you do chalitza and then she really has a baby overseas. So what's the deal then? We said in the Mishnah, everybody agrees with that. If you do chalitza and it turns out she had a baby, so uh, the chalitza doesn't count. He can marry her relatives. She can marry his relatives, right? It's, it's, uh, it doesn't count. And she's not puzzled from Kohona. But what's our concern? Our concern is you're going to have to announce that, she, that the chalitza didn't count. Right? What's, what's, what happened over here? We're afraid. Why well, say over there, don't do chalitza? So it's just, why? Because it says she shouldn't get married at all. Why? Shouldn't get married at all, even after nine months. Doesn't make any difference why after nine months. You know why? You don't do chalitza until like, she should first ascertain whether the woman had, don't do anything. Mishas, don't do anything until you ascertain whether she had a baby or not, whether Sarah, that Sarah in Vegas had a uh, had a baby or not. Why? Because if you give her chalitza, could really be like Rabbi Elchanan. You can give her chalitza right now. Wait nine months to get remarried, to be sure. But you can give her the chalitza right now. The problem is if you give her chalitza now, and then it turns out that Sarah had a baby. What's the chalitza? Meaningless, right? And now you have to announce, you should know she's muttered to marry a Cohen. So what's wrong with that? You'll have to announce, you require her to get a cruise lacuna. You require her to get a public announcement that the chalitza was meaningless and she can marry Cohen. So what's wrong with that? So, so require that. There might have been people who heard about the chalitza, that this woman Leah got chalitza back home. And they didn't hear 
the subsequent email that went out telling him that the Chalisa was meaningless, you know, I'll send him another, another message. They might have heard the first message, not the second message. People will think that she's a Chalitza from Mary Cohen. Because people will think she was a Chalitza. She got Chalitza. And then they didn't hear that uh, the Chalitza was meaningless, the whole story. They said, hey, that woman got Chalitza. How is she marrying a Cohen? And then you know, people are going to say that you're allowed to, a Chalitza is allowed to marry Cohen. So it's all because of that reason. So you can't prove anything from over there. Because according to your reason, you know, if the problem is she shouldn't get married at all, why not give her chalitza after the nine months? Just start the whole thing after nine months when there's no problem at all. There is, there's either a baby or there's no baby. But either way, if you do chalitza and get married to the answer is we're afraid to give her chalitza when you'd have to revoke it afterwards. Amalia Baya, the chalal is no proof from there. Amalia Baya, midi lo tachas lo why do you have this whole proof to begin with to, that this is Because why couldn't you do chalitza within? If it would be like a Belchon, do chalitza in the nine months, get married after nine months. The mission of there doesn't mention she shouldn't do chalitza. It doesn't say she shouldn't do chalitza and she shouldn't do yibam. It means you shouldn't get married either to Shimon or to the Shuk, but love chalitza. Maybe it could even, this bishop could even go like a Belchon. You can get chalitza right away. Give her but wait nine months in case there's a baby. Why? Because if there's a viable baby, it doesn't potter until after nine months. But the chalitza on the Muberas, right? Either way, either there's a baby after nine months and you didn't need the chalitza. Or if there's no baby, you did a chalitza on a Muberas, which is okay. But wait nine months just to be sure. So maybe it could be even go like a Belchanan. Doesn't say you can't do chalitza. It says that she shouldn't get married below chalitza. Maybe it's mutter. So you can't prove anything. So at the end of the day, this is not a proof to Rish Lakish at all. We have a machlokis between Rish Lakish and Rabbi Yochanan. When you have a baby that's not viable at the end, because if the baby survives, the baby doesn't the baby doesn't potter up until after it's born. But if there was a baby that was not viable, then what? Then the, does the chalitza even on a woman who's pregnant help or not? According to Rabbi Yochanan, it does. According to Rish Lakish, it doesn't. We have a bride like Rishlakish, a cholitz and muberis. If you have a muberis, the appeal, and then she miscarried, you still need cholitz. And we said yesterday, Menachin, according to Tosis, means even this brother who gave a cholitz again to give you a Menachin could mean the brothers of Ruvain. Or some of us say, that his cholitz is weaker already because he gave it to one, so you still need cholitz from the other. So Rishlakish says, if you give cholitz to a woman who's pregnant and she didn't, and the baby doesn't survive for whatever reason, you still need, you need another cholitz. And that's the Brysa like him. And Rabbah says, said now, Omar Rabbah, like we mentioned this yesterday, the Halach is like Rish Lakish, Mahani class. Normally in Machlokes, Rabbech Mishlakish, we pass in Rabbechonim. Here the Machlokes, here we pass in Rish Lakish. Right? In three cases. What are the three cases? Chada Had Amr, one, the one we just mentioned, that if you have Chalitza on a Muberas and it doesn't survive, you need another Chalitza. Chada Amr. Edech, what were the other two cases? Tanami learned like this. A Machalik Nechasav Al Piv. You know, if your person doesn't want to give all his sons uh, the same amount in a Yerusha, he can give it by a matana. That's how all the all the uh, rules about avoiding Yerusha, you know, the rules of Yerusha, the rules of Yerusha, that only the boys get, not the girls, and the Bechor gets a double share, all that. The way to avoid that is with a will, either oral or uh, or written, where you give it as a gift before death, because the rule of Yerusha helps only at death if the fa- father hasn't said anything. Rashi uses a nice lotion. He says that Stam Yerusha is Bishtika, when nothing was said. When nothing was said, those are the rules of Yerusha. If there was no, uh, if there was no, you know, the father didn't say anything otherwise. He didn't. But if he gives it with a gift, then there's no problem. 
So it's just like this person's giving away his, dividing up his, his assets to his children. He gave one more, one less. Of course, that's going to ensure that the kids will never talk to each other again. But if he gave one to one more to one and one less to another, uh, he gave the Bechor the same amount as the other ones. In other words, he went against the laws of Yush and the Torah, but he did it by a gift. It's okay. Dvar of Kayama's words are valid and they and they take effect because he gave it as a gift. Yerush is only at the time of death. Before death, you could do whatever you want with your money. You can give it all away, like, like Buffett gave 99% of his money gave away to charity. You could do whatever you want. V'im Omar, if he said, Mishum Yerusha, if he said, I'm giving it, I'm, I'm in, I, I want, I want uh, my children to inherit this money this way with whose inheritance, then it's no good, because he went against what was written in the Torah, right? Because uh, the Torah says, this is how Yerusha works. If you want to avoid that, give it away before death. Do whatever you want. Before you die, you can do whatever you want with your money. But at, at the time of death, if you didn't specify otherwise, this, these are rules. Kosev, now if he mentioned Yerusha anywhere, says the Tanakhama, if he mentions the word Yerusha anywhere in there, I mean the word gift, rather, anywhere in there, in other words, even if he says, Rashi says, if he says it at the beginning, in the middle of the end, and Rashi tells us where there's a couple lines from the bottom of the page, uh, two lines from the bottom page, he says, Plony Yirash Sada, Plonis of Plony Sada, Sonus, it doesn't work. But if he mentions Matana anywhere, or the last line of the page, last line of the page, Betchila, Tinusan Sada, Plonis, the Plony Yirashana, he says, I want this field to go to my son Ruvain and let him inherit it. But he mentioned giving it, he mentioned as a gift, Tinusan should be given. Or Behemsi says, Yirasha, he should inherit the Tinusan Lo, Yirasha. He mentioned there Matana in the middle. Or if he mentions gift anywhere in there, it's okay. It's a gift and it's valid. And that's how that's how to avoid the laws of, of Yerusha. And of course, my recommendation is that everybody should do that. In other words, make sure you have a will to avoid problems at the end. If you have daughters, if you have a before, whatever, if you want everybody to get an equal share, so make sure you have a will. Um, it works even, as he says, even if he said it, he didn't have to actually al if he said it al it works also. But better to have a will to avoid uh, issues. Bomber Shlokish, Shlokish says, La'olam lo'kona ad ploni ploni yirshu sada ploni plonis, shenasatim leb matana v'yirashim. Rashi explains that, Rishlokish is not arguing on the Mishnah. The Mishnah says, as long as you say gift anywhere in there, it's okay. But the Shaila is, do you have to say gift to each and every one of the children? So Rashi says, "Lo mastisin by top Rashi, elos meishnochem pligi amaroi b'diuka the mastisin the chiyasa rabban over yavish plani v'sada plonis the tinosa sada plonis the plonis Rabbi Yochanan Amar kana afilu high diarusha the beit kolosh matana b'ayistar tzava lechad menayu lechad menayu to kol nam Rabbi Yochanan says even if he says, listen, I want Ruvain to inherit this field and Shimon should get that field as a gift." That's good enough, even though by when he mentioned Reuven, he said Yerusha. When he said Shimon, he said gift, but he said gift in the whole in the whole will. That's good enough for gift for everybody. Rishlokish says no. Until he has to say the word gift when he mentions each kid. He has to mention that each child should get gift. That's Rishlokish's opinion. This is the second case where he passed like Rishlokish as opposed to Rabbi Yochanan. First is our case that Beer Chalitza does not help on a woman who has a who's pregnant and, and is going to have and, and not going to have a viable child and um, uh, if it's going to have a viable child for sure it doesn't work. Berm Shlokish Bia or Chalitza does not help on a pregnant woman and this is the second halacha the Rishlokish says that when you give a a, a will 
each child has to be mentioned in terms of the gift. I guess if you say all of them are getting the equal gift, that's good enough too. So that's which second opinion, the second thing. What's the third thing that we hold like Rabbi Yochanan? Matana, um, the Edith, what's the third case that we passed Rabbi Yochanan? It's not, Hakosikon, Chasov, no. Lachramos, listen to this case. A man says, I'm giving everything to my son from today. After I die, I'm giving it all to my son from today. Mafreya, it should be how from today I'm giving to my son. Now, what does that mean? After he dies, the son's going to get it from today, right? But what happens until he dies? So there's a halach of there's ha'av, and the father cannot sell that field. Let's say he gave it to his son from today, from 2022, and he's not going to die till, till whatever, to, to, uh, you know, for another 50 years. So the, the father can't sell it because he's already given it to the son. Right, it's going to be chal from today. But ben and yochalim, the son can't sell meishayim b'shusav. It's still, it's still, it's still nushus of the father. Right? What does the father really have in it? He technically, what he really has in it is the rights to use the field. Right? He has the payros. That's the payros. But the so the son can't sell it because it's still in the father's. It's not the son's yet until the father dies. Okay, that's the rule. Now mochra av. If the father sells the field, what's effectively what is he selling? He's selling the rights that he has. If he, if he does sell it, all he's selling is the rights that he has, which is the rights to use the field until such time as he dies. So whoever bought it gets that. If the son sells it, if he sells it, what does the son have? The son has the rights to it when the father dies. So he hasn't sold him anything yet. The Itma, we learned over there, what happens if the son sold it? What does he sold? Nothing. He's selling only after he dies. And then the son died before the father. The son only gets it when the father dies. Let's say the son sold it and the son died before the Bechaya. Rabbi Yochan says, It doesn't get anything. Rabbi Yochan says, Lokech does work. Uh-uh. So the Oshim of the son will get it posthumously after the father died, right? So Rish Lakish says, Lokech gets it. Lokech gets it. What does that mean? The, the, so, so here's the deal. Rabbi Yochanan says, Why? Because the son never got it. The son never got it. Let's say the son had no Yorshim. Let's say the son had no Yorshim. A good example. The son had no Yorshim, only the father. When the father died, there was nothing. So the question is, does the, does the, does the purchaser, if the son sold it while the father was alive, and then the son, the son never got it because he died before his father, Rabbi Yochan says Lokech doesn't get it because he never, the son never had the right to sell until the father died. Rish Lokech says Kana Lokech. Why? The fact is, since he had rights to use it, right? Who's, who had the right? The father owns it right now. The son doesn't have the right to sell it because the father owns it right now. The father has rights to use it. And it'll never go. If you tell me the son will get it that the uh, after the son dies, Will the Lokech get it then? That's the issue. Well, he says, listen, can you have can you have Right now, he had no right. The son had no right to sell it right now. And therefore, only the father did. Because the father's can you have like can you have And this is how we pass with Shlokesh. The fact that the father had the right for the payers for usage right now, he didn't really own it. So therefore, when the father eventually dies, it will go to the son posthumously. Posthumously, after the father died, it goes to the son retroactively, and then the Lokech will get it. So that's why Rish Lokech says that the Lokech does get it. The fact that the father had a rights in it does not preclude the son from selling it. 
What is the son selling? The rights that he has after the father died. Even if the son, even though the son died before, but before he died, he sold those rights that he had in it, and therefore it's valid. Um, according to Rabbi Yochanan, says, even when the father dies, it's like a Kenyan Aguf. The Ein Mechiras of Ben Mechiras, says Rashi in Rabbi Yochanan. Okay, so that's the, those are the three cases we pass in like Mishlakish. Going back to our Mishnah, we Mishnah said, What happens if, what happened? Let's say, take our case again. A man, a woman, Reuben died with no children. And what did uh, Shimon do? He didn't wait. He, he took Leah for a wife. He consummated with her. And it turned out that she was pregnant. If she gave it, if she had a baby, right? If she had a baby, what's the deal? Uh-oh, bad news, right? Got to bring a carbon. There was no Yibam or over here. There's no Yibam or It's just a mitzvah. So he has to divorce her. And he has to get rid of her. V'chayv v'chayv to bring a carb. Yotzi means he has to exit her. The chalitz of the even didn't affect anyway because it was also it was also for her to marry. It was covered. So the you don't even need to get in that case. Just get rid of her because um, she's a shach shalomak mitzvah, and you have to bring carbon. In ain of him, let's say the, the child doesn't survive. So then what do you do? He was a bad boy, but he did perform yibum. They didn't have a child at the end. Yikayim. And we had a machlokis in the Gemara. What does he kind of mean? According to Rabbi Yochanan, that's it. He's married to her. If he wants a divorce her now, give her a get. But he's already married to her. Contradiction, you got to give her B again because the B that he did while she's pregnant doesn't count. So if the Vlad does not live, the mission said you kind. Says our Gemara. I have a ton of mission where Blazer, Blazer disagree with the Mishnah. Right? What did the Mishnah say? You kind. According to Rabbi Yochanan, you can keep her as a wife. Okay, you were a bad boy. You jumped the gun a little bit, right? You jumped the gun, but all right, it worked out okay. According to Rishlokesh, you jumped the gun. The, the Yibam didn't help. You got to consummate again. You got to consummate again. Okay. Rebelezer disagrees. No, you shouldn't stay married to her. Yotzi beget, and some of the gears, so Yotzi beget, and you shouldn't take her back at all. The rabbis constantly, because you were a bad boy and you married her too early, you got to get rid of her now. Yotzi beget. That's Rebelezer's opinion. Amarava, Rameyer, and Rebelezer hold the same thing. This is Reb Eliezer, Rebelezer ben Hirkas. Amarava, Rameyer, who says something elsewhere, and Reb Lezer both hold the same idea that the rabbis, for you being a bad boy and jumping the gun, you're going to get punished and you have to get rid of her. Reb Lezer, Reb Lezer, this is what we just said. And again, according to, he says, Yotzi beget, Yotzi beget really means what? Yotzi beget, according to Yochan, it works out Yotzi beget. According to Reish Lakesh, Yotzi means, you, you know, the, the, the Yibam didn't really help, the consummation didn't help while she was pregnant. So according to, according to uh, Rish Lakesh, uh, you got to give her, let's say, chalitza and a get. According to Biochanan, you give her a get, right? A get you shouldn't get because you're already married to her. According to Rish Lakesh, you give her a get to make sure she's never married, never marries it again, like keeping her away. But you'd still need chalitza, according to Rish Lakesh. But either way, you got to get rid of her. So Reb Lezer says, Yotzi beget, you can't stay married to her. That's, he disagrees with our Mishnah. Our Mishnah said you can stay married to her or, or consummate it again in Kondrish Lakesh. Kondrish Blazer, you can't stay married to her else at Kanas. Amar Ravar, Rameyar Blazer, Amar Ravar, Blazer, Amar Ravar, Tanya, a different case. Stam, a man should not marry. You should never marry somebody who's pregnant at the time or nursing. Why? As we said, because 
maybe if maybe um, if she's uh, if if you don't leave time for her to have the baby, maybe she'll get pregnant again and she'll stop nursing and the first baby will die. So the rabbi said, do not marry somebody who's pregnant because you got to make sure that uh, that she's gonna have milk and or if she's if she's nursing, you got to wait till she's finishing everything, finished having the baby and finished nursing. The Imnasa, if you did, you didn't listen to the rabbis. Yotzi below Yasser Alamas Divra Mayor says, if you did, we're gonna we're going to give you a fine and you have to divorce her and never marry her again. Never take her back. Divra Mayor. Bahomarma says, Well, come say Yotzi. No, you just have to divorce her for now. Wait the 24 months, wait the, the time of nursing and or pregnancy and nursing, whatever it was, wait till she's finished nursing and then you could take her back. It's right, but the mayor says because he was a bad boy, you force him out of the marriage forever. So, so what did we say over here? Rabbi says, Rabbi and Rabbi Lezer both hold this idea. Since you were a bad boy, you married it too early. In our case of Ibum, in that case of Stam, a woman who's uh, who's nursing, they we, we constantly you never marry her again. Amoy Abaya, how do you know that the cases are the same? Nimai, Dil Maloi, maybe they're not, they're not hold of one another. Here you married a woman, right? Who uh, you know married a woman who could be also Yeshisach. She's pregnant. You didn't wait. You didn't find out she's pregnant. Might be in a Yeshisach Daraisa. Okay, it turned out that she didn't have a baby of Kayava. But at the time you lived with her, you didn't ascertain maybe she's also to you. Metarisa. It's like mar- It's like marrying a woman who might be married to somebody. You're not sure, so you don't marry her. You first check it out. Here too, how can you marry Yeshisach if it's not Makom Mitzvah? So there's a deraisa. I've lost him to in the case of a mayor. A mayor said, the rabbi said, you shouldn't marry a woman who's nursing because you might come to dry up her milk and, and all that. The rabbi said that. Rabbi Drabbanan, maybe Drabbanan, maybe all like Drabbanan. Okay, divorce her for now, but you could uh, take her back after the weaning period, after she after the baby's been weaned. Uh, so maybe Rabbi Lezer would not hold the Rabbi Mayor. Enam York said the other way. I'd come and come Rabbi Mayor. Rabbi Mayor say the case you have to divorce a woman who's who's uh, pregnant, who, who's uh, nursing now, and never take her back. The rabbi sometimes made their rules more stringent than the Torah because the Torah, everybody stays away. All it's in the Torah. The rabbis are not so mocked about, so the rabbis made their rules stronger and they said, never take her back. We told you not to marry a nursing woman, never take her back. But over here by Eshesach, you don't have to enact any more rules and say, never take her back. You can never, you, you got to give her a get forever. Uh, people stay away from Mr. Darais's anyway. In a, in a regular case, a woman, you know, Reuven died and left the wife Shimon, uh, left the wife Leah for Shimon. You, you, you like to wait a few months and check out if she's pregnant or not. People are pretty careful about that. So maybe Rameyer would not go that far and say, never take her back like Reblezer does in our case. So Reblezer and Rameyer, although they're both stringent in their own cases, would not necessarily hold of one another. Amarava, well, even according to the Chum in this case, where you married a woman, you didn't wait till she finished nursing. And you married her, and the, what did the Chum say? You could take her back after after she finished the uh, after she weaned the baby, right? When she's not nursing anymore. Still during that time, you'll see a beget, you got to give her a get. It's not enough just to say, you know, I'll move back into my apartment and you stay in your apartment. You got to give her a get, make sure. Because he said, what did the Rabbanan say? Yotzi, take her, get rid of her, send her away. And when, when the time is finished, when she's finished nursing, then you can take her back. It says Yotzi, it didn't say Yafrish, just separate from her. It says Yotzi, it means again. Amalei Rav Ashi, 
Ravashi said to Rav Hoshi, notice that word Rav Hoshia. Rashi's going to say later on, it's really Hoshia is like Yehoshua. Hoshe is like a form of Yehoshua because he calls him later on Yehoshua. Omale Ravashi, Rav Hoshia, Bereidravivi. Hasam over there, the Gemara and Shabbos, we're going to have it mentioned here later on, Gmarnida, What's considered a viable child? If the child lives 30 days, it's not an eightful. Until 30 days by a human being, by, by Adam, it's 30 days. By animals, it's eight days. But by a human being, if he lives, if a baby lives 30 days, he's not an eighth, it's considered a chai, a viable baby. What's enough for me to we'll see? Hello, Shaw, if he didn't last 30 days. Let's on a baby died after 20 days, would have didn't survive. Sveik, it's a suffix. Now, it's also, we know, it's if, if you know, that's if you don't know if, if it was full term. If it was full term, it's also a high, even if it didn't last 30 days. But if you're not sure, you're not sure the baby doesn't survive 30 days, it's a suffix. We're not sure if it was a baby or not. What does that mean, it's a suffix? If you don't know, if Shimon, Reuben died, left the wife Leah, and had a, she had a baby, she was pregnant, she was, in, you know, and the baby didn't live 30 days. So you're not sure. Did he pot or not? You have to do chalitza, not yibam. As we said, when you do chalitza, not yibam, either when the rabbi said, do chalitza, not yibam for their reasons, or when it's a suffix. This is a suffix. We don't know if it was a baby or not. Was, was did, did the baby potter from yibam and chalitza? Or not? And you don't be yavlo mashuk. And, and, and if there was a baby, you can't perform yibam. So you do chalitza. Stay happy. Itmar, meis betoch yom. Let's say the baby died. Ba'om divaneskatsha. And she got married to somebody else. Didn't, didn't, didn't say she got consummated the marriage. There was a baby that died within 30 days. We don't know. And she did Kedushin with somebody else. Rav made Rav Amar, what do you do now? So what do you do? Let's say she got engaged to somebody else. In Scotch, she got engaged to somebody else. But it's a Suffolk. What do we say in the case of Suffolk? What do you have to do? Chalitza. But she got engaged already to Yankel in the street. So what do you do? So and Ravina, in the name of Rav, said, if she's married to a if the Kedushin was with a Yisrael, not a coin, Give her chalitza now, even though she's engaged. Give her chalitza just to get rid of the problem of a possible yibam. Imeshes Cohen, the Enichalet says, if she's an Eishas Cohen and you give her chalitza, that would mean that he couldn't stay married to her. The Cohen wouldn't be able to, you have to give her a get now. So we rely on, we rely on uh, that there was a baby there and that she was mutter to marry the shuk. We don't want to, we don't want to ask him. In other words, the odds are if there was a baby, there was probably, probably chai. But Mashash and that was what, who said in the name of Rava, Ravina. Either way, you got, can't take a chance to get a chalitza, even if the husband, if the guy who, engaged, who got engaged to her now was a Kohen and he left to divorce her. Who heard one thing from Rava and Ramashasha, who said, No, that Rava said, You got to get chalitza in either case. But when you heard is what Rava said at night, but in the morning he retracted. In other words, he said, What's, what's, what's going on over here? There was a baby. So as a baby, the odds are she can marry Lashuk. You don't need even. But Misafik, give her chalitza. But if it's a Kohen, you're not going to ruin that. So you let him out. Rabbi Shash says, no, either way, you have to give her chalitza. That was, Rabbi told him, what, uh, Ravina told him, that was what you heard with Rabbi at night, you have to give her chalitza. But in the morning, he changed his mind. Boy, Rabbi, the most ever hard to be. But Shemat, if she got engaged to a Kohen, you don't need chalitza. Amalei, Shariso, your matzah, even a case like this, where she's possibly, what? She's possibly chayiv and yibum, and you're letting her get married l'shuk without without chalitza in the case where the kohen got engaged to her. Or Malay Sharisu, yeah, Rabba, let it be God's will. The tishtaraf tarbi could even be matter chalav. In other words, like you're being you're being very makel over here. Maybe she needs chalitza. That's what the machlokus is over there. What happens in this case? 
What happens in this case? What do we just say? Stomach case, not a case of Yibam. A man wants to get married to this woman whose husband died, let's say, or divorced. Uh, his husband died. Husband died. And a Kohen got engaged to her. What do we just said? Machlokas Rameyer and the Rabbanan, right? Rameyer says, oh, you're a bad boy? Divorce her and never get married to her forever, you Kohen. What do the Rabbanan say? Just divorce her for now until she finishes uh, weaning the baby, right? To finish weaning the baby. But what happens if the guy who married her is a Kohen, right? There you say over there, you say, if he's a Kohen, what did, uh, you know, we said name of Rabba? No, you don't have to give her, you don't have to give her chalitza. But what about Hachagav, Did the Rabbana also make it to come to the coin? So listen, you know, the rabbis just said, you know, you, you're a bad boy because you got engaged to this girl before, before she uh, before she weaned the baby, and if you and, and if you and if she loses her milk, the baby will die. So you're a bad boy. So, but divorce her for now. Well, what about up here with the guys a coin? Did the rabbanon say that even in the case of a coin, then he wouldn't be able to hold low? Can you compare Bishlam Hasam keeping the rabbanon the plea of Rabbi Shimon over there? The rabbanon arguing with Shimon the Amri Afagav the Loshav Vlad Maal Yahave. Right over there, I said, listen. Even though, what did he say? Even if he didn't wait. It's a good, it's a good bed. There, Shimuel says, what Rabbi Shimuel say? If you waited 30 days, it's not an eifel. Hello, Shaw, it's a sveika. That's from Shimuel's opinion. But according to Rabbanon over there, Rabbanon say, even though you didn't wait 30 days, it's a good child. So there's a machlokas over there. So, uh, so we say, if you give her, if he's going to divorce her now, he'll never be able to take her back. So we say, okay, we go like the Rabbanon. We, we have what to rely on. Shemuel says it's a suffocating nichlitza. The Rabban Rav, they disagree, and they say, even if he didn't wait the 30 days, even if he died after 20 days, it's a good child, and there's no yibam over there, and and when, if she married Lashuk, it's okay, and therefore, we rely on that shita, and you don't need chalitza, right? Because if he gives her again, he won't be able to marry her. We like the rabbis. Right, Avalhacha. So again, over there, where there was a case of thirty days of of, of yibum, and the baby died after twenty days, there's a sheet of the rabbanon that it's a good baby, and therefore uh, she got married to somebody else, no problem, and you don't need chalitza at all. You don't need chalitza at all. Okay, we go to Malil in a case if you should be married to Israel, give her chalitza to be yotze. But if if you married a kohen. So if you're going to call, you don't have to give chalitza because you're going to ruin the whole thing. And we can go like the rabbis who say, you don't need chalitza anyway. come on, but who are you going to go like? In the case where she went against the rabbi, where he went against the rabbis, and he married a woman who was, who was nursing at the time. Rabbeu says, you got to divorce her forever. Rabbeu say, divorce her until she finishes nursing. Who are you going to come on, but Ikra Meir, Ha'amri Yotzi V'loyach Shalom. He says, you can never marry again. Ikra Bader Ha'amri Beget, give her a get right now. And therefore, he says, therefore, even though Rav, even though Rava is Makel in a case where uh, a case of Yibam, where there was a trust, was the baby viable or not? And we say over there, if the baby died after 20 days, is it was it a baby deposit from Yibam or not? Rav Shemuel says, give her chalitza to be sure. Give her chalitza anyway now. But if he didn't, if if, if she married somebody in the Shuk, you don't have to give her chalitza if she married a Kohen. Why? Because it will ruin the marriage. We can go like the Rabban who say you don't need chalitza anyway. But over here, where you get went against the rabbis and you married somebody who was nursing, even according to Rabbana, and you still need to get, and therefore there's no way out. And if it was a Kohen, it was a bad boy who married a woman who was nursing, he has to divorce her and he can't take her back anyway because he's a Kohen. You're going to What happens if he married her within 30 days, within 
three months. The Tokshlosh, he didn't wait, and he ran away. <laughs> what would you say there, right? We put him in Chayrim. We put him in Chayrim until he has to divorce her. And one says, no, the fact that he ran away is enough. You know, that shows that he doesn't want to consummate the marriage. He's going to wait the three months. This is in a regular case. This is not a case of, of nursing. This is a regular case. What's a regular case? The rabbi said you should always wait three months for Afchana Zera, right, to make sure whose child it is. If he didn't wait the three months, do you put him in Chayrim until he divorced her? Or is running away good enough? The fact that he ran away shows that he, now here's not a question of, of nursing and the baby will die with milk and all that, that there's not going to be, you know, the, the milk will drop. Here's simply a question of, you didn't wait the three months. The rabbi said, wait three months between anybody who finishes a marriage, even if you know for sure they're not pregnant, whatever it is. The rabbi said, wait three months, and he didn't wait three months. If he got engaged to her and he ran away, that's good enough. It shows that he's followed the rabbis. He's not going to consummate the marriage until after three months. All right, we'll pick him here tomorrow, Mr. Shem. Have a good day.